The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie, live from the old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago, the new home of the Chicago Bears. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. I want to play a couple of uh, clips from Matt Eberflus at the podium today. Only because he was asked about his job today. It was uh, interesting. We're going to ask him about his job on Friday? Well, it depends how they lose. Well, well, well or if what they if they lose. win? If they win? Well, did you just give us a little window into who you think will win this game on Thursday night? I mean, I, I think we're both in show-me mode at this point. Yeah, you're, you're right. Totally. 100%. I mean, I think they do. I, I think they have a better shot at this. No their doubt. Offense, Listen, uh, Carm made the comment as well, and he's 100% correct. This is the NFL. Like, teams beat other teams. Like, look, I would have never guessed in a million years that they would have beaten the Chiefs, so I felt really strongly about that. But do I feel like they can beat the, the Washington Commanders in Washington on Thursday night? Yes, I do. Carm had Denver. Did he ever make fun of himself for picking that Denver would only I don't score think he did. 16 we should, points? We should bust his balls tomorrow. 16 points. They scored 17 in the fourth effing quarter. <laughs> they outscored the Bears 17 nothing. That the Bears' defense would hold them to only 16 all game. Yeah, and the Bears' coaches ruin everybody. Here's Matt Eberflus. Do you understand the heat on you surrounding your job right now? You know, in this business, you know, you've been I've been doing this 32 years, right? So I, I understand the business, but I understand that to do it right, you got to focus on your job, and you got to focus right here, right now. So you can think about a lot of different things that's going to do nobody good, and uh, you focus on your job where your feet are right now, and that's my full uh, sole focus is on Washington. Uh, the last statement was all I needed to hear. We got to it via a circuitous path, but at the end of the day, his last sentence we're, we're was... on yeah. Washington. Uh, have you received any assurances from the higher-ups? I, I feel the support. I haven't you know, talked to anybody about any, any of those things. I feel the support, and uh, we're just focused on Washington. No, now, that's there, good. That's there, a good there's a like, again, there, there, there are some of these weird side NFL Twitter handles that aren't really affiliated with anybody that tweet stuff that you shouldn't believe. Can you give me a list of those that I can stay away from? Or you know what? I don't really see. I think you know them when you see them. Like, and people, a lot of people say, Oh, any truth. But, but I have been asked by a lot of people, like I was at the Circa event and congratulations to Circa uh, for going live in the state of Illinois, Derek Stevens, Mike Palm, I saw yesterday and Brooke and the entire Circa crew uh, at old crow. Saw Curtis Granderson at the uh, event. Great yesterday. guy! What a great guy! Um, and uh, it, it, people were coming up to me, and people have have tweeted me this, and they keep on saying, "Sylvie, if they lose on Thursday, do you believe he's gone because of the extra long week that they will fire him?" What'd you say? I I don't think a that they will. And B, I don't, I don't know what it does. What does it do? Like I always say, my, my, my bottom line ask is always, what's the point? I've always shared this with you. What's the point? So if they fire Eberflus, how does it help the team? So now you have nobody who has ever called a defense. 
And who's the head coach? Who's capable of being the head coach? And how does it make them? How is that support Justin any better? Or so, Darnell writes right, or right, right, others. Right, right. How does that provide more stability? I know Eber. I want Eberflus gone at the end of the season. I want a new search being done. I am open to questioning everything. If you want polls I, to be questioned, fine. Kevin Warren needs to do and ask all these hard questions. But I want Kevin Warren at this point, along with Ryan Poles, to do a real search for the best head coach out there. If, if you want demand that Ryan Poles gets thrown into that mix and you want to start over, I'm not going to argue with you at that point either. But at the very least, it's Eberflus. But at this point, in the middle of the season, how does getting rid of Matt Eberflus today or Friday provide this organization and its players any more stability than what they have now? I believe it it hurts them and it will just deal. They will have to deal with another brush fire that is unnecessary. Correct. They're going to have to answer questions about what went wrong. They're going to have to then answer questions about what should be done going forward. How will life be different? You're right. It just makes their lives more difficult when what they should be doing is concentrating on becoming better players. Alan Williams left after week one. Chase Claypool was banned from the team after week three or week four. And now your coach is going to get thrown out of the building after week five. I, I don't, don't think. See, I don't I, see like, it No, happen. no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It doesn't help. Meller, you're the one who thinks that there is a possibility of this. Yes. And it, listen, I think it has to be embarrassing fashion that they lose to Washington on national television again. And then I think they look at the situation and say, again, a really bad loss again on Thursday night tomorrow. And then they say to themselves, listen, we just, the way Matt Eberflus doesn't know how to answer questions when he's pressed on issues, the way he handled the Claypool situation, we just need a clean break. And I'll admit, you're right, Sylvie. There's not really a voice that I would say, okay, you need to turn to this. If anything, I would think Luke Getze would be the guy. And you're right. He doesn't. He, the only head coaching experience he has is as the you know at the Senior Bowl. So it's not a perfect situation. But if they lose again in embarrassing fashion, continuing what? to set their franchise record, which would be their 15th straight loss, I could see a scenario where okay. I wouldn't be stunned. Let me ask you before we get to Potsy, what would constitute an embarrassing loss? I, and and with that in mind, would you consider Sunday's loss to the Denver Broncos? An embarrassing loss. I think it was because of the fashion where they gave up a 21-point lead, right? Had they, they just, 17 had they just lost 31-28 to 28 and not given up that lead, it, it probably wouldn't, have, wouldn't feel as bad as it did. Fair. But if they lose to Washington by a couple of touchdowns, and maybe they were trailing by 20-plus and like a late touchdown you know, brings it to 14, I think that's embarrassing. And you know how it is. You kind of know it when you see it. Right when it's an embarrassing loss, sure. So I think I think a couple score loss, and they don't really look you know nearly as good as they did offensively against Denver. I could see a scenario where on Friday we're talking about the first time ever the Bears have fired their head coach in season. Uh, we love putting on Mark Potash from the Sun Times. He has seen it all. Uh, we love the way he describes everything. I always say in in his own unique way that is a compliment as well. When I say that um, he is great at what he does, and he joins us right now on the Carax Tire and Auto Hotline. Potsy, how are you today? Uh, as well as can be expected, Sylvie. <laughs> what does that mean? 
I don't know. That's, that's where we're at. <laughs> that's where we're at. Are you still enjoying yeah. your daily trips up to Hallis Hall, Patsy? Well, you know, I always say it, uh, it, it, beat, it, it beats working for a living, you okay. know, even covering the Bears. And even, even now, uh, I can still say that. But like I always say, at my age, it kind of doesn't, it, it doesn't beat not working for a living. So that's the difference. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so the, what we were just talking about, do you believe, with all you've seen, knowing the Bears like you know them, uh, and this is a guess, this is, I'm not asking about sources or anything like that. This is just an educated guess. If the Bears get embarrassed tomorrow, do you believe that there would be any chance that during the extended break uh, with a long weekend that they would let go Matt Eberflus? Yeah, I think that's definitely a possibility. That could happen. I'm not saying I wouldn't expect it to happen. But, um, I, you know, I don't think that they don't have anybody uh, who's with experience. You know, there's no, like, you know, bench coach or whatever, like you see in baseball, who's, who's been there before. I'm not sure if that's uh, the mitigating factor that you might think in a situation like this. Uh, you know, they got a new guy in charge in Kevin Warren. Um, even Poles is taking some heat, and, and he might be feeling a little pressure himself. Um, uh, at this point, and so nothing would surprise me just because the Bears haven't done it. Uh, these are still kind of new times a little bit here at Hallis Hall, so nothing would surprise me if, if, it, if it was another, like you guys said, embarrassing or bad loss it, that showed that, the, that, they, that they're just not even pointed in the right direction, let alone heading in the right direction. Patsy, I'll ask you what I just asked Meller. A, was the loss to the Broncos, in your opinion, an embarrassing loss? And what would constitute an embarrassing loss tomorrow night in Washington? Well, yeah, I mean, I would say that was embarrassing just by the uh, – I don't know about embarrassing. It was uh, – that's uh, semantics, I guess. But, no, it was a bad loss. I mean, it was – it was uh, at the right time, that's a fireable offense, that, that loss, because you were going up against a team at, at, going into the fourth quarter. Your quarterback's got 140 passer rating, <laughs> and in the fourth quarter it's 21 against a defense. Listen to this. Going into that fourth quarter, opposing quarterbacks this season, had completed 81% of their passes against that defense, 93 of 115. In the, in the fourth, fourth quarter. Qu- in, in the fourth quarter, uh, uh, Fields completed 5 of 11 for 50 yards. That's not, that's not the Denver defense suddenly you know, kind of uh, 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 bowing up and saying, hey, we got to get something done. That's an offense that just imploded because it can, it can but it just won't. Or, or maybe it just can't. And, and so I put that on... That's totally on the Bears, and so that that failure. So yeah, that 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 certainly qualifies as I don't know if embarrassing. I say fireable offense uh, in the right context. That certainly uh, that that certainly met that standard in my opinion. Talking to Mark Potash, it's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN One Thousand. Um, as far as as what he says after the game, again, um, and I wrote about it this week. I, I think winning the press conference, Potsy, is an overrated term these days. It's overused. But I also think that as the leader of the team, he has a responsibility to to uh, to act, you know, as someone to give confidence to his team, to the fan base. And I think he's doing the opposite in these stages. Uh, in the two-and-a-half-minute opening uh, statement that he made on Sunday – um, he was more complimentary than disappointing um, in the the Chase Claypool uh, questioning on Sunday after the game. He got all mixed up and, and wasn't aware of what was going on. Uh, what would you tell 
Matt Eberflus, as someone who has been on the beat, as someone who has heard it all um, on, on, on what to say and what not to say at the podium. Yeah, I think it's a it's a good point. It's a it's a big issue. I think you know you can't you, you don't have to win the press conference, but you can't lose it, and and that's that's the issue he faces. Um, the, I, you know something? I don't know what you can't tell him because here's the problem, and this is a this is a systemic problem that we've all been through. We've all acknowledged uh, that they have at with the dysfunction at Hell's Hall. There's nobody there, maybe outside of maybe Kevin Warren, who can tell him what is right. This team, this organization, really doesn't have uh, much of a clue about about image or how things look or when things look bad. That's that's one of the reasons why they have these problems is because there's nobody there who has any uh, any sensitivity to that aspect of the job. So, like I said, I wrote myself this week. He manages the team well, but he doesn't manage his job well, and that's the problem at Hell's Hall is they don't manage situations like this well at all. We've seen that with Nate Davis, with Alan Williams, and now with Chase Claypool, and now with this, you know, with this uh, losing streak, uh, they just don't handle it. So there's really no advice. I don't know what else. Uh, the only advice is going to sell the team. <laughs> That'd be the only advice I'd say I'd have for anybody. <laughs> You're on the sell the team bandwagon. Well, I've been on that for, for a while. I, I don't yeah. think I, I've been on that bandwagon for a long time. I'm near the front, actually, yeah. Sylvie. So, You're driving um, the bandwagon. You have the reins. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, uh, the problem, ownership has been a problem uh, for the Bears uh, since Ditka left, and um, I think that's just very clear. They've tried to do things, and the the latest thing I think is the best thing they've done, which is getting Kevin Warren as a buffer between your GM and your coach and the McCaskies or Ted or whoever. I think that's good, but we we uh, there are it's already falling apart before they can really have Kevin Warren have a chance to have an effect. So it's an interesting it's interesting times as usual at Hell's Hall. Uh, Patsy, how do you interpret where they are right now with Chase Claypool? Is is he still part of this team because they're waiting to see what happens on Sunday? Maybe another team has an injury at the wide receiver position, which would make him a more desirable commodity as a trade. A potential yeah, trade. I, I think absolutely. They're looking to to see what kind of what what they can get out of it. Obviously, it's not going to be the thirty second pick in the draft, so they're going to lose on it. But uh, I don't think they can. I, I no, they really can't go back to to Chase Claypool. That's a, that's that's a done deal. That should be a done deal. So I think that's just a, what they're waiting for to see what they can get for it. And and who knows? It could happen before the day is out that 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 he is that he is gone. So. Might take Sunday's games, who knows? But, you know, he's been so damaged uh, just by everything that's happened in everything that's transpired in this, this season that, you know, who, who, would want, who, who would want him? Who would even. Right, because right now it looks, he looks like that he's a negative effect. He drags you down. And nobody, even good teams that can probably take him, handle him, right. probably don't even want to touch that. All right, what is your full evaluation of what you saw from Justin? And not just the first three quarters, but in totality. Add the fourth quarter into it because the fourth quarter counts as well. So the full 60 minutes, what is the Potsy uh, kind of evaluation of the quarterback? I was as impressed with Justin Fields on Sunday as I was with Mitch Trubisky against the Buccaneers. eighteen. Okay. I mean, it's so put it in context is what right you're now. saying. What's that? You're saying so put it into context. That's it's, what you're telling us. Yes, it's yeah. a, he he be he's good enough to look like a quarterback against the worst defense in the league. That's something that gives you hope that he can do it. But we've as we've seen before with Mitch, 
that uh, uh, sustaining that or being able to apply that to better defenses, it just doesn't work. That's why uh, this is a good test. I mean, yeah. the, well, the, the commanders, uh, they rank low but they uh, and on defense, but Ron Rivera usually has a pretty good defense. They have a good front, and they've played the Bills and the Eagles. That's kind of skewed their defensive standing. So this is a bigger test. I'll be, I'll be more impressed if he does something even similar against this defense. But, uh, yeah, like I said, it's Confederate currency to me what he did. And nothing against him. I mean, it's great that he did that. But I, I've, been, I've seen this movie so many times that I'm just not going to buy into it as, uh, as anything more than a, than a one-off. That's why I'm excited for this game. Like, I know that, you know, after losing so many in a row and after thinking that this, game, this season is lost – I'm excited to see as the, the line continues to get healthier and Justin is coming off one of his better games to see if he could string it together on the road against Washington. Yeah, I am too, except now I'm getting tired of being excited and then having my hopes dashed. So <laughs> we're, we're at that point. So, uh, um, I mean, you know, that's again, this is where we are. So, yeah, it could happen. I mean, hey, they've got, uh, you know, here we go. You know, if, if they can just find a way to win on Thursday, get the Vikings and Raiders at home, and they'll be feeling good about themselves. And, yeah, they, you never know, and here it goes. But uh, <laughs> but uh, i got to see it uh, to believe it at this point. Obviously, the quarterback position is going to be a focal point for the the remainder of the season, and it's what we all talk about. But Patsy, is their defense maybe their biggest issue in your mind, and the fact that they have not shown the ability to make really any progress at any time? Yeah, I think that's a huge thing. Uh, I think that is the biggest thing because that's been, uh, to me that's like the biggest disappointment is after making all these changes. You know, a lot of, they put a lot of money into that defense. They had a lot of changes, and they had the biggest room for growth. With Brisker and Kyler Gordon, I know Gordon's been hurt, but that's the biggest disappointment is they've almost done the opposite of what they're supposed to do, the hits principle. It's supposed to create turnovers and, and, and get after the quarterback and create opportunities, and they're like, they have no turnovers. They, again, you talk about Confederate currency, how about the two, two, their only two takeaways are interceptions against Blaine Gabbert. You know, a situation they created themselves by falling behind 41 to nothing. That means nothing. That's zero. They have zero turnovers through four games, and that this defense is supposed to be, uh, you know, that uh, that aggressive kind of defense that, uh, that 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 gets them. So they've been they've been as bad at things. It's like the harder they try, the worse they get. That's mm. that's like the the ultimate nightmare. That we have been trying to find like the most embarrassing stat, like whether it's sacks and whether it was, you know, uh, offense. That could be it. Like they have zero turnovers when the game matters. Yeah, I they mean, force one. They force one fumble in four games. I mean, Peanut Tillman does that in like three plays. He had like ten against the Titans once in a quarter. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, what? So what? You know, I was disappointed on two fronts on the injury report. I was like, I thought the way it was trending, but maybe I should have known better because it was a short week. That I thought Tevin Jenkins was a lock with him getting the designation of being a full participant, but they didn't do much. And now he's listed as questionable. Do you think he'll play? And then how does Brisker tweak a hamstring and walk through? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the situation is with the Brisker. With Brisker, um, I sense he'll 
play though. Um, but you know, of course, a hamstring, you're never 100. percent So that's that's kind of tough. I really don't know what to tell you on that. I'm just uh, it, it's uh, these are all it's all because of the short the short week really like 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 you kind of said, Sylvie, kind of makes it difficult to really figure out what things are. I didn't expect Tevin Jenkins to come back on a short week to tell you the truth because they just there's just so much involved with the preparation, and you're just trying to scramble anyway. So I won't be disappointed if he doesn't play. I don't think it's a setback. I think he's good for next week for for sure. It's just a question of whether he'll do. I, I I'll be honest. I, I I can't even read tea leaves on that. So um, I I don't even want to venture a guess because I'd just be a wild guess like anybody else whether he'll play or not. I haven't really haven't really seen enough of him to know just how much they trust him. But it would not surprise. I guess if I leaned anyway, I'd say no. I'd say he would not play. He'll mm. come back the week after. Uh, Potsy, where are you at with the with the evaluation of Ryan Poles at this point? Can you come to a a conclusion in the same amount of time about the a GM as you can for a coach, or are they on different schedules and it's harder to come to that evaluation of the GM before no, you do with a coach? Tom, I, I think they're definitely on different schedules, and so a lot of you know a lot of what uh, Poles has done has been with the long term in mind. That's one reason he's in this bind. Is because he didn't get Will Anderson, he didn't get Jalen Carter. You know, he got uh, uh, he got Darnell Wright, and then a pick for next year, and then other picks for next year. And he's getting so a lot of that uh, that doesn't absolve him of blame for the plight the Bears are facing right now, uh, because uh, like I. I I've said earlier, I mean, a, a lot of the Eberflus hire alone calls into question his uh, intuition about people and about and decision making, and it, gives, it forces you to kind of relook at at what he's done. You know, missing on Valus, missing on Chase Claypool, uh, not getting the offensive line, which I always say that should be his baby. He was an offensive lineman, not getting that right, not getting the defensive. Line. So now we're relooking at all those things. But I will say, uh, I think that would be uh, hasty to make that big of a change this quickly, uh, because, like I said, so much of what he's done is based on long term, and this is not his quarterback. I know he bought in on him, and that, and he, and and he should, uh, and he's responsible for that decision. But he, uh, you, you got to figure a GM should get his own quarterback at some I, point. I so. always, I always thought it was bad. It was like symbolically bad that at the combine they would play throwing darts. I, I always thought like a GM playing throwing darts around draft time is just a bad luck. Yeah, it's you kind of a mean? bad. Yes, it's, it's a bad kind of imagery. a bad message. You know what I mean? Like, is a good we're, way. All, we're, all we're doing is we're throwing darts. Yeah. I, I want I want it to be better than yeah. just throwing darts. You know that's what I mean? It's an interesting way of looking at it. So I never really thought of it quite like that. But that is kind of one of those stories that. Yeah, sounds pretty cool when he when uh, you know six months ago or whatever. But now that everything else has transpired, you say, "Wow, that's kind of hokey." You know, we've got a whole different light on a lot of things that Poles has done, and uh, I don't think it's too late for him to turn the uh, the, uh, the narrative back around yes. uh, into his favor. But a lot of things have to ch- turn on a dime for that to happen. So, uh, so I don't know what to tell you. I just, uh, I guess the only thing I would say is I, I would really, I really don't expect uh, that big of a change uh, this early, but, um, but uh, who knows? It's, I, these are all, these are, it's Alice Hall. I don't know if you've turned in your pick already, but can you share with us how you feel tomorrow night's game will go? 
Well, I told I I think I told you I'm not I cannot pick the Bears until they win again. So okay. give, I, I'm telling you that right now. So I, I I did pick them to cover though. So uh, I think I had like 31 to 26. I'm thinking their offense might okay. do something. Uh, but as soon as you that, say that, it could be that Cleveland nine sack disaster against this defensive line. So uh, you never you know there's a kind of a caveat with everything you say these days. But yeah, I have to, I think it was 31 26 uh, uh, Commanders. Um, because I think, you know, like I say, never underestimate the mediocrity of the NFL. But uh, also the Bears have just shown no uh, tendency or, or uh, they're not apt. They just don't look like they're ready to. Let's put it this way. I don't think teams like the Bears can rally around their coach. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. when you got Lance Briggs and Brian Urlacher and you want to bunker down like they did and when everyone's against them and rally behind Lovey, that I get. Those were pretty good teams. I think this team's not even good enough, and I'm not saying they're horrible. They're just they just don't, so they just don't have it to really rally around. So I'm not expecting. I mean, they could win because it's Washington, but I'm just, I'm just not expecting it. And anything anything that happens good, I think, will be a surprise. Tweet out some positive comments about the quarterback and the team, and see if you can add to your follower list on on X. You know, that's about the only strategy I have left at, at this point. So, uh, you know, the quarterback smiling seems to, uh, you know, the quarterback in a good mood, for a moment anyway, is uh, is kind of the way to do it. But, uh, you know, this that's all we've got, I guess, at this point. Uh, before we let you go, Potsy, we're doing an all-time Chicago bad coaches draft. So a fantasy draft on picking the all-time worst Chicago coaches or managers. Based in positivity, as you see. If if you had the first overall pick, who would you draft? That's kind of mean spirited, isn't it? Uh, (laughs) Right up your alley, mister. Well, if you force me, it's got to be Terry Bevington. Uh, yeah, what I, I, said yeah, I think he's atop the power rankings. Yes, he's the Caleb. He's the Caleb Williams of this uh, draft. <laughs> Former White Sox manager, and he and he managed multiple years too. Jerry kept him. So you're saying a he's a generational pick in this draft? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was pretty wild. But the, the unfortunate thing is, we've got a lot of coaches in town who are kind of sounding like him. Yes, That's the problem. <laughs> It's, it's, it's an interesting time in Chicago in Chicago sports right now, especially for that. Potsy, great stuff. Thanks, Potsy. Keep up the great work. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you again. <laughs> Rita Mark Potash the in the Chicago Sun-Times. He is fun. I love Potsy in the Sun-Times. And uh, you heard him here on ESPN 1000. Waddle's World is coming up. We've got the great Al Michaels in 35 minutes. He's got the call of this game. Uh, is he regretting that uh, Bears and uh, Commanders are on uh, Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime? It's all coming up next. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Let's get weird! Let's get weird! Welcome to Waddle's World. Come inside. Let's get weird! Let's get weird! Let's get weird! Let's get weird! Let's get weird. Yeah, why don't we do this? Let's get some weirdness uh, in this building. Waddle's World's brought to you by your your local uh, Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks, and they are our friends and partners as well. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us, member FDIC. Would you like a little of the old... By the way, I want to tell you that the second story on ESPN.com, the top headlines, is... 
about Matt Eberflus feeling the support from the brass. From brass amid the skid. Feel support from brass amid the skid. But he didn't really say that. I know. Right. Headline is- writers. I, I feel the support. I haven't you know, talked to anybody about any, any of those things. I feel the support, and uh, we're just focused on Washington. He says he hasn't talked to anybody about any I'm of those things. I'm just reading you the, the headline. All he Eber said Flutes. is, I feel the support. Feel the support from brass amid skid. I, I feel the support. I haven't you know, talked to anybody about any, any of those things. I feel the support, and uh, we're just focused on Washington. You could say, I feel the support. Yeah. But if you haven't, he, then he says, I haven't talked to anybody about any of those I'm, things. I'm focusing on this pizza that uh, Meller had to buy because yeah, he had he to pay it. off a, a bet with you. So thank you. It's from uh, me being able to dial out on the first time. I was able Kudos. to connect a phone call. That's Kudos right. to Sylvie, Mr. Uh, phone Boy. Nobody dials a phone like Sylvie. He's a professional. We set the bar high for him, and he constantly leaps over it. But we're all enjoying pizza because of him today. That is so true. Kudos would, to you, Sylvie. Would you like some sports uh, stuff, or do you want uh, porn or a porn. chess story? Porn. Like, you're just a degenerate. I mean, I couldn't well, even wait, tell wait you the story. You, you asked. What do you... No, I, no, no. I'm not... Get, you didn't you're even let me with, tell you the story of the other one immediately. You're giving me multiple choice. I picked it. And I didn't even give you the third choice before porn came flying out of your mouth. I heard no pun intended. Missouri high school teacher put on leave after school officials discover her page on a porn site. St. Clair, Missouri. Missouri high school teacher says... Is that frowned upon here? What do you mean? What are you talking about? No, is that... That's, that's I can't the, read the story? Is no, that what you're saying? That's the excuse that the teacher said. I didn't know that that was frowned upon. Well, wait Isn't a second. Like a this woman, this, this person is trying to, trying to make ends meet. Literally. Financially, I mean. Not... You know what I mean. A Missouri high school teacher says she has been placed on leave after officials discovered that she was performing on a pornography website oh, to supplement her salary. She was performing on that. Site. Yes. Brianna Kopich, 28, who taught English at St. Clair High School, says her teaching days are probably over, but she acknowledged she knew the risks. She told the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Do you ever work for them? No. Uh-uh. uh-uh. I've read the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. She told that newspaper that she was put on leave Wednesday after being interviewed by two administrators. Her access to school email and other software was suspended while the district investigates. It was kind of always like this cloud hanging over my head like I never knew when I would be discovered, she said in an interview. Then about two weeks ago, my husband and I were told that people were finding out about it, so I knew this day was coming. Ooh, No joke there either. Superintendent Kyle Cruz said in a statement that the district was recently notified that an employee may have posted inappropriate media on one or more Internet sites. The district has engaged legal counsel to conduct a comprehensive investigation into this matter. Actions taken as a result of the investigation will be in accordance with board policy and with guidance from legal counsel. So let me ask you this question. She wasn't posting or going to the sites on School grounds, or no, she was? She was performing, I think, on these sites. Off, off duty, though. Is the that, woman said she that frowned upon. She joined the OnlyFans website over the summer to supplement her salary as a second year teacher. She taught English to freshmen and sophomores and made about forty two thousand dollars last year, according to the newspaper's public pay database. She says she's earned an additional eight thousand to ten thousand per month performing on OnlyFans. She sounds like a cunning linguist to me. 
um, as an English teacher. Three. That was no, no. That was well done. No, no. You didn't have to dump no, that. I didn't. Okay. Yeah. I, I was because I, no. I thought Mellor. That was one of Mellor's greatest accomplishments, right there. I think getting okay. that that out. Oh, I, well. Done. I fancy myself a cutting linguist from right. time to time too. So yeah. Um, are we going to like? I don't know what the bylaws are in terms of her teachers union is that agreement. Co- is that against don't know. code? Don't know. But if in fact there is no performing on a pornographic website in your own time clause, do you think the school should have fired her or maybe increased her pay so that she didn't have to do this? <laughs> oh, increase. I- I thought you meant increased her pay because she has done this. No, 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 no. No, to keep her from doing it. She's worth more to us. Yes. What do you think? Um, How do you feel about this? I think she should uh, teach an entrepreneurial class. On OnlyFans? No, on in school. Well, she can't because she's... Here's how you make extra money on the side. Do you think the moral clause is something that... Yeah, I think that, that I mean, especially if she's teaching young kids, right? Because I come to you with all legal questions. Yeah, I think that's the problem you get into, right? Who's yeah. discovering that, though? Who's, how, how, who is stumbling into that? Awkward parent-teacher conference. Yeah. Huh? Hey, oh, I, wait, wait a second, man. I remember. And then the, 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 the parent immediately realizes what they've just about to say. Aren't you Mr. Bigglesworth 69? What? Wait a minute here. (laughs) I recognize your profile picture. I mean... This is a good... But what if she's like a great English teacher? Right. Like my kids are... are, The best English teacher ever. Yes. This is a good... um, What do they do um, on Thursday at Cap'n J. Hood? What Shay does. What's Deal deal breaker? Deal breaker. Is this a deal breaker? For the school, obviously. For the school district. What about you as a parent? Uh, I don't think really so as a parent. Is that, uh, I don't know. I'm giving her a high five? Um, no, I didn't say that. I wasn't applauding it. I'm just saying Does I it, don't know if it... If, if it I think the problem it, is, though, once the student body's aware of it, it's very difficult for her to teach... Her job... Yeah, it's very difficult for her to teach and the students not to, behind her back, you know, take her very seriously. Let me ask you a question, too. It says in the article she's making an extra eight to $10,000 per month. If you are unhappy with the $42,000 a year salary, why wouldn't you just walk away from the school, you know, job and then just do this full time? Benefit, right? Benefits. I don't know. Um, you know what I mean? Double you really think get... it's because of the benefits? I, I think she probably, for the love of the game, she loves teaching the students, but... Okay. Not as lucrative a career. But I, I think... don't want to run out of time for this story, too. So, Because we have Florida or Ohio coming up as well, so the nonsense continues. I, I like I got a more f- unplugged Waddle's world. I have a full list of sports stories that I'm just going to delete. I, I like yeah. that. Yeah. I, we needed that, especially with all the Bears stuff that yeah. we've been just so... You don't want a Bears uh, injury report update, or can I just do that later? We've been all over it, just, but for those getting into their car, you could you could give it. Well, I'm not going to give it right now. Okay. I'm going to give it New later. World. This is a story that we have uh, visited several times. Chess Grandmaster Hans Neiman denies using vibrating sex toy to cheat. Well, we, we've had that, right? He's uh, denying it again. 
Yes. So he continues to go back to this. The case, uh, yes. He, he constantly finds himself being uh, brought to court, and he constantly finds himself having to tell people that this is not what happened. I did not have those beads. Maybe he's did not, not use cheating, them. and he's just a, he's just doing this for pleasure. Yeah, but like that could be fine. But the, the the story was was that the 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 device was actually sent a charge. In fact, to make a move, is that what the Astros did? Yes, yes. This, this is, is yes, this is exactly. a new way. It's called cheating. the Astros chess uh, move. This is banging the the drum, garbage cans. Yeah, Jose Altuve is a grandmaster. Yeah. Online platform chess.com was also sued by Neiman after investigation by the firm claimed he had likely cheated in more than 100 games online. Dang, that's a that's a large number of times to have that situation going on. Okay. Uh, ride passengers rescued after dangling upside down 75 feet in the air for half an hour. Ooh, really? You kind of, like, I know you... you was this a it, carnival, though, or a It was a Canadian amusement park ride. Oh, it was an amusement park. Yes. You wouldn't mind this, would you? No, I would. Of course. No one wants really? to get stuck. No matter how much you yeah, like but a you're roller like a tr- You're no. a thrill seeker. No. No one wants the ride to go wrong. That is... That yeah, is it just got stuck. How dare you? You wouldn't want that if you were right side up. Yeah, you don't want to get you don't want to get stop stuck. You don't, um, stuck. you don't you don't you don't mind being stuck in the elevator like that's bad. That's well, something I, gone wrong. I don't I don't get scared by it. But you don't ever want to get stuck at the top of the eagle. Do you want to get stuck the in the elevator? Bowl. I don't want to, but I'm not scared by it. Would you be scared if you got stuck at the top of the raging eagle, the raging bull, whatever, or the American eagle, whatever? I don't want. No, I wouldn't want that, and I, because I don't want to take the stairs down. I always, whenever I go up on those rides, look at those stairs and say, I never want to have to take those. They're stairs very down. rickety, some of them. Anyway, 75 feet above the ground is where they were stuck for about 30 minutes. It's called the lumberjack ride. Located at Canada's Wonderland theme park. Uh, they got in trouble about 1040 at night, too. Ten, it's still open yeah. at 1040 at yeah. night? Yep. They were back on the ground, though, by 1105. Two people were treated for chest pain yeah, I before would think being so, released. Yeah. I'd been, I would have well, been one of them. upside down and you've got that harness on? Yeah. I would think and so. And the, the anxiety is coursing through your veins as well? Yeah. All right. That's all I got. It's time to take a break because we've got to make uh, space for Florida or Ohio when we come back. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. Dumb criminals. Random stabbings. Or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. And as always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. Florida or Ohio brought to you by our great friends and partners at 19 Crimes. 19 Crimes is unapologetic by nature, disruptive by design, and believes obedience gets you nowhere, just like Florida or Ohio. Mm-hmm. Check out the wine aisle and start to find the rules with 19 Crimes today. By the way, we need some uh, would-you-rather entries, don't we? We do. 
Where Good we, call uh, by you. Thanks, man. Uh, send them to Jeff underscore Meller on Twitter and CRBevins11 on Twitter and use the hashtag WS Would You Rather. What are we, we playing for? We've got a gift card to the uh, Pride Stores. Awesome. So uh, send uh, send that to them. We'll do that in the 4 o'clock hour. Let's make it good this week. Yes. We haven't, we, we skipped it last week because of all the breaking news, and we had we were off for White Sox baseball like two or three days with the makeup games. So we, let's have a good Would You yeah. Rather uh, today. We'll do that late in the 4, maybe an hour from right let's now. Let's rally this thing. God, how I miss White Sox baseball. I bet you do. Where's Pedro Grafal going to go in our draft? Going to have to wait and the see. The intrigue. Could be you a high pick. You guys have a lot more reference points because I didn't even get to this beautiful city until 1989. I think most of them will be later. Newer? Yeah. This is going to be a fun history lesson for me. I had to look up who that manager was you guys were talking about. Terry Bevington? Yeah. He was, uh, he was something. His press conferences were always interesting. Yeah. Had a good mustache, though, didn't he? He had a great mustache. Yeah. yeah. All right, what do we got? All right, we have a man facing charges in a black market erectile dysfunction drug case. Wow. Okay. I'm sure there's a lot of this going on these days. Is this where you get your uh, ED drugs? Bottle black market? No, we go straight to, to Blue, Blue Chew. Chew. Good yeah. call. Thanks. So uh, give me more on this. A man is facing a year in prison after allegedly stockpiling erectile dysfunction medication, and he is accused of planning to distribute them. Yeah. Federal prosecutors say that Reginald Kinser, 77. What's his name? Reginald Kinser. Reginald Kinser. Does that give you a clue? Or or, or like Reginald's? uh, No. No? Mm -mm. Uh, He's 77. Wow. You would have thought he probably would have had use for them, but... He had more than $1,800 in erectile dysfunction drugs sent to him. This is Boca Raton, Florida. I'm thinking, too, when I'm 77, I'm not going to have the energy that is necessary to be a successful criminal. This is a retirement community in Florida. But I just want to lay on the beach. I'm not trying to give you, you know, fake weenie pills. I just not. Disagree. Kinzer sounds like he could be German. A little more Midwest oh, really? roots. You're thinking, I'm you're playing going, Ohio. Are you going to Ohio? Yeah, because I think the, you, uh, you th- What's his name again, Charlie? Kinzer. How do you spell it? Uh, K-I-N-C-E-R. Oh, C-E-R. Oh, no. I That's not German. I know. I thought he said Yeah, I thought he said Kinzer. I think you're right. What did you say? Boca. You said Boca? Yeah. He's the guy to go see in del, Boca Raton? Del, del Boca Vista. Really? Yeah. By the way, remember the story about, like, I don't know if it was where if it was in Boca or not. But it was the retirement home, and it was some swingers, you know, basically. And there was a lot of STDs that were going on. Don't you remember really? that story? Oh, yeah. Swinging uh, yeah. seniors. Yes. And the STDs were a problem. Google that if the computer will let you. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, this sounds like a Tampa. You know, we go with Tampa 2. Tampa 2. Uh, I'll still roll with Ohio. Really? Sylvie nailed it. It's the Villages, Florida. Ooh. Where's that at? It's, uh, it's outside of Orlando. In Orlando? It's a, yeah, it's a okay. broader, master-planned, age-restricted community. There you go. Right you're right. Yeah. Of Lake County. That's what you do. You move to Florida when you're, you're old. Yeah. And you sell black market? Well, I don't know about that, but... Did you find the story from so years what, ago? How should I Google it? I have Florida senior STDs? Uh, yeah. Outbreak. Outbreak in uh, senior facilities. Don't you think that that would be good? By the way, did everybody get uh, get your uh, 
your uh, emergency alert earlier today? Anybody scared by that? Because it was advertised that everyone. Why did we all get him like a few seconds apart or uh, like a minute apart? Uh, Because we live in a simulation and everybody's clock is different. Yes. It shouldn't be different. Well, it is. The more important people get the alert first. There you go. Yeah, that's why mine came in last for some reason. That's not true, Charlie. Did you find Ro- it yet? Romance and STDs inside Florida's wild retiree getaway. There you go. This is this is from 2009. Is this is this right? Uh, that's recent. Lady that, that's, Lake, Florida? That must be a different Lady story because this Lady one was from Lake. literally today. No, no I think no, 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 this is the one. This is this is the one Waddle was talking about. It's 11 p.m. at a Bourbon Street bar and Rosalind gyrating her hips. Yeah, to the blues band. Where are we at? Sue's sipping a cocktail and flirting with her new of boyfriend. She is. Alan is scanning the crowd for cute girls. Yeah, see those two. A buxom blonde asks, pointing. I, I, I keep going. Though the villages, which span three counties with 40,000 homes and more than 70,000 residents. That's a lot of swinging. Boasts 34 golf courses, nine country clubs, two downtown squares, and a slew of restaurants and bars. Getting lucky is one of the residents' primary pastimes. And a pool swimming with syphilis. The state's sexually transmitted disease rate is among those over 65 is one of the fastest growing in the country, one report claims. I have a story here that says reported cases were up 87 percent among those 55 and older in those counties in central Florida, where the villages and other retirement communities sprawl across several counties. Like you said, Larry, cases Does it matter, are- though, if you're if you don't have much longer. Oh, I think it always matters. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. Just asking. Yeah. And, and I feel the way, like there was a story from August 12th of 2022, so more recently, and the headline is, why is the villages known as the STD capital of America? This is such a, a welcomed deviation from Talking Bears football. It is unbelievable. <laughs> Should we ask Al about no. it? No. Uh-uh. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. I love our relationship with Al, and I don't want that to go away. All right. So Al Michaels, the Hall of Famer, is going to join us. He is uh, on the call of the Bears and Commanders game. Is this the second year in a row he's got these two? Uh, yes. Right. First one, the first episode was so great he wanted to do it again. <laughs> All right, so he's got the call tomorrow. We've had a long-time uh, relationship with Al Michaels, and he talks Bears football with us coming up next.